Welcome to Double Fries No Slow. Let me turn the lights on over here and turn it my way. Um, TJ Pittenger live at Bay Cannon Beer Co. Richie Barnes, and we are back again for the first time doing a preview show with a loss under the belt, but still the best team in the state. The four and one Seminoles will take on the four and one Wolfpack this week. Richie, how's your week gone so far? You're on mute. Pretty good. I feel like I'm still recalibrating from uh, last week at the hospital. I'm going to Tampa for the Bucks and Bush Gardens. So I'm starting to get it back into a sense of normalcy here. I'm really excited to see this game. It's, you know, not a must in Florida State, but what a heck of an opportunity for them. Yeah, for sure. Can't wait to get into the preview. Can't wait to kind of hear your thoughts and share ours as well. Um, we're going to have former NC State quarterback, uh, Seminole heartbreaker, Mike Glennon on uh, 10-year anniversary of that game. We won't talk about that game very much, but uh, 10-year anniversary of that. And then an NFL quarterback. Now he's an ACC analyst, does some stuff with On3 and some other places. So Mike Glennon was on a quick video that we did a few weeks ago, and I'm excited to get him back on tonight to chat about what he thinks will happen with this FSU-North Carolina State game. I um, want to give a real quick shout-out to Bay Cannon Beer Co. If you're watching this and you're a beer drinker, hopefully you have your beer out and you're drinking it. I've got mine right here. Um, I'm going to throw a link here into the comments where you can go and order Bay Cannon Beer from Bavana, shop.bavana.com. Then if you just search for Bay Cannon Beer, it's right there. I'm going to put the link in it so that you guys can go and click that, grab you some beer, I believe if you create an account, you get like 15% off your first order. Good prices, great beer, drinking it now. Going to get Richie some next week. The hurricane kind of screwed me up there, but uh, really appreciate Bay Cannon for having us out, letting us do this, and uh, helping us put this on. Uh, Richie, let's jump right into it, and let's talk about the, the, the game a little bit. A little bit of an injury update from Norvell. It sounds like Amari Gaynor, FSU linebacker, local Tallahassee product, should be back this week and is ready to go, good to go. He's been nursing an injury and hasn't been playing. Um, and then it looks like we'll get Jared Burst back. I don't know if it'll be like full game, full game, because he kind of rotated in and out anyway. Um, and, I, you know, not an every down guy regardless, right, because like, that defensive line rotates a ton. But it sounds like we'll get both of those guys back in a pretty consistent uh, amount on Saturday, which will help hugely. Um, I do think that uh, we've also gotten an update on Robert Scott. Still questionable. I'm leaning toward him not starting the game. It's not like inside info. I'm leaning toward him not starting, but being dressed out, being available in like kind of a worst case scenario. Um, but I could be wrong on that. I'd love to be wrong. I'd love for him to be ready and start that game because he's really, really important to the Knowles. Uh, and then the note on Fabian Lovett. Yeah, I, I don't anticipate him back before the bye week at this point. I was hopeful for Clemson a couple of weeks ago, but I, I don't think he'll be back super soon. So uh, thoughts on uh, some guys returning from injuries, some guys still out, but just thoughts around that. Yeah, I, I think it's a huge blow that you won't have Fabian Lovett. Uh, we saw that last week, and uh, you might be a little bit more optimistic than me thinking we get him back You know, after the bye week. At, we'll see when he comes back, but the guys who will be playing this week Jared Verse, we don't know how available he's going to be, but he's huge, right? He played very limited action against Wake Forest, but made an impact the second he stepped on the field. He's clearly, you know, your best defensive end and a difference maker. Uh, I saw, I think it was Mel Kuyper, Todd Mache, had him projected as a first-round draft pick on the big board today. Uh, pretty crazy considering he was playing at Albany a uh, uh, little less than a year ago. 
But I think Gainer is a good one to have back because, uh, again, we don't have Fabian Lovett back. You know, this NC State staff saw what Wake Forest did just gashing us up the middle. And, you know, outside of Deloach and Bethune, who's still a little hurt, you've really struggled at the linebacker position. Maybe he's a guy who can fill in and just be an extra body getting close to the line of scrimmage and help, uh, you know, force NC State to throw the ball. Their offense is not great. But, you know, anybody that we can get back right now is a big deal because we've just been, you know, had injuries at the, some of the most key positions where the drop-off is significant. So uh, it, all three of those guys coming back, Robert Scott, I don't know if he'll play or not, but it, he did practice this week. So it, we'll see how he feels on Saturday night. Uh, he would be huge to get back. Might be the biggest one of the group if we could get him back because of what he does, allowing us to shift some other people out of the starting rotation on the offensive line. But overall, pretty positive, especially uh, right after that Louisville game ended. You know, we didn't know if any of these guys were going to be back. Yeah, it was a little bit of a worry, a little bit of concern on who you would have back. And it's, you know, I mean, we were also obviously worried about Jordan at that point, too. So it really just kind of felt like everything may be crashing down at that point. Fortunately, I've gotten some a few guys back. Um you would like to get a few more back if you can, but uh, you know, a welcome sight to get Jared verse back. Obviously he's been phenomenal this year and um, could really, really help when NC state's in kind of that long down and distance, that third down money down type play type situation um, where Florida state was not very good on third down last week. I don't think NC state's as good as wake forest offensively. So that's a little bit encouraging, but Florida State was really, really, really bad on third down last week, and so you'd hope that with some of these guys coming back, gainer verse, you would have a little bit more consistency there. Hey, if you're watching this, if you're listening, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Make sure you thumbs up. Um, do us a favor and super chat if you have any questions or if there's anything we can answer for you or if you just want to talk to Mike Glennon. Coming up here in about five minutes or so, he should jump on the podcast right around 745. We'll get his thoughts, and we'll get on with it. Richie, quick thoughts about the uh, quick thoughts about the game. What are your expectations? The line opened up at five and a half, and now it's down to just three, according to Caesar Sportsbook. What's your what are your expectations here? What are your thoughts? I don't know what to make of this line at all, TJ. I, I thought it would be closer to you know six and a half, maybe even seven in NC State's favor. Uh, they definitely have the juice on their side right now. Last I saw, they were minus one sixty. I believe we were plus one twenty five. So you know, Vegas definitely does expect NC State to come out with the win. It's going to come down to the trenches. And I was really worried about this offensive line, and I still am, right? But you got to remember last year, this offensive line wasn't much better, if any, better than what we currently have that we're going to field Saturday. They still won five of their last seven games. They, they found ways to scheme around it. I think it was a wake-up call last week, right? The game plan just did not work offensively or defensively, quite frankly. Uh, Atkins and Norville have their work cut out for them, but Travis seems healthier that he had no brace on at practice this week or today he did, uh, yesterday. So that's a promising sign, right? Um, defensively, like you said, NC state's not great offensively. I don't know if they'll be able to have, you know, these 16 play drives that Lake Forest had on us. And th that's going to be key in the Adam Fuller probably needs to change his game plan. Uh, getting away from just, you know, let them dink and dunk their way down the field. Wake Forest was fine with that, and they made us pay. Florida State's red zone defense has not been great, but you, you might have to get a little more aggressive. I'm still clueless. Um, I don't even know what score I'm going to predict at the end of the show, TJ, but the trenches definitely have my eyes. But Jordan Travis, is he going to run the ball? And we'll get into that here shortly when we get into our pick six because he does look a little healthier. 
there's just so many uncertain things for me with Florida State. It's so hard to get a read on what this game's going to look like. Yeah, no, I'm in complete agreement. I think it could really, really go one of several ways. I do think that, and I said this last night, but I do think that Wake is probably not as good as NC State. Like, I'd give NC State the slight nod there as far as a better team. Um, but I think Wake is a worse matchup for Florida State. And so I do like this matchup a little bit better. Um, I like the fact that they're not as high scoring. I like the fact that you, you, you're not going to have to rely on score. I think we knew last week we would have to score 35 points to win the game. And I think we felt confident that we could, but you're just not going to have to do that, right? So the over-under in this game is right around what? Uh, 51-ish? Yeah. So you're talking like a 27-24 type game at this point. Um, yeah, I, I think if Florida State can hold NC State under four touchdowns, they'll have a great chance to win. If they can do any better than that, then they they will win, right? Like I, I think that uh, Florida State played North Carolina State really, really well last year in a game without Jordan Travis and with like 10 guys being out from injury. Jordan Travis has never played NC State. The year before that, it was Chuba and Tate that played uh, the, all of the snaps and all the reps there. So we'll, I'll be interested to see. Yeah, I think his rushing could be could be the difference. We'll see what he can kind of get off or not. But, uh, yeah, let's get into our pick six. We'll, we'll predict the game a little bit later. We'll talk with Mike a little bit about it. I want to give a quick shout-out to Made Equal Clothing. That's madeequalco.com. They just threw a tweet out um, today showing off some of their um, merchandise, some of their items. I'm going to share that right now in the comments if you're watching Go check them out. They are a clothing line that raises awareness for racial and color discrimination and the financial and they financially support local charities and partners working to bring positive change. Primary objective of the brand is to create a platform for anyone and everyone to talk about race, diversity, culture, and facing adversity in a safe place. The best part about Made Equal CO is they are no founded and they donate 10% of your order to one of their local partners from a list that you choose from. So you can go to madeequalco.com to check out what they've got. I put the link in the comments here. You can go check them out for sure. Um, the joggers that Richie's talking, I don't know if Richie's gotten his joggers yet or not, but the joggers that are I'm in there waiting, are fantastic. <laughs> so really, really good stuff there. Made Equal clothing, really, really good stuff there. Appreciate my guy Chirag over there and all that he's doing. Um, got to meet up with my guy for Clemson weekend. So excited for that. But Made Equal clothing are Made Equal pick six. Are these official lines this week, Richie, or are these the Barn Sportsbook? The, I think we'll be Barn Sportsbook the rest of the way because the the book we typically use, they're waiting until Thursday, Friday to get these Saturday night games. So the, the way it works is they kind of, the Thursday night games, the Friday night games are already there. Then they leak to Saturday noon, then 3.30. But Florida State, we're the box office boys, TJ. Nothing but primetime games over here. So I'm probably going to have to come up with these lines as long as we're doing Wednesday night shows. Let's get after it, man. What do we have? We're going to recap next week. We got we to gotta catch up a little bit. Last week was the hurricane week. We don't have the, the point total. So we'll just get right into this week's and we'll we'll recap everybody's scores next week. Yeah, so we'll start. We kind of hinted at it. And I'm very curious to see, does uh, Alex Atkins and Mike Norvell release Jordan Travis? Do they unleash Jordan Travis and his rushing ability? I put it fairly low because he's only got like 50-something yards on the season. 28 and a half rush yards. Obviously, college takes yards off for sacks. We're not going to do that. We'll do NFL rules. But 28 and a half rush yards for Jordan Travis this week. What do you think? We'll start with Harlan. 
Yeah, without sacks counted, um, I think you got to run them. If you don't run them this game, I think you lose. So uh, I'm going to go over. Um, I'll go under here. I I don't. I don't know if they really run them a ton or not. So I'll go under. I know that sounds very uh, – that's anticlimactic, but it just is what it is. I, I think uh, unless they're playing it's just go abandon the run entirely, they're going to have to run him because teams are – Wake Forest wasn't really worried about Jordan Travis running the ball. You know, they weren't, you know, really spying him as much as I thought they would. So we see, we'll see what happens. I, I'll say over because that's one scramble, right? If he just breaks loose on one broken play, he'll have it. Um, so put me down for the over. Uh, Devin Leary, 245 and a half pass yards. He is averaging 245 a game on the season. So that's where that number comes from. This is a tough one as well. I think I'm going to lean on the under here because I do think NC State comes out trying to run the ball and try and just control the clock like Wake did. Uh, how about you, TJ? Uh, I'll... Uh, I'm going to go over here. I'll go over on this one. We'll disagree on the first two. Right. I'm going to go under. Um, coming off breaking this game down on the roll-up, so uh, got a little insight from the NC State guy. I'm going to go under here. Oh, he's got the inside info already. Yeah. All right, the next one. Johnny Wilson, basically, is he going to find the end zone uh, this weekend? And we'll go with TJ on this one. Over under 0.5 touchdowns. Yeah, give me the over here. I, th I think he does. Last week, Wake gave up 11 catches to tight ends. Uh, Johnny's not a tight end, um, but I do think that they struggle with big-bodied um, wide receivers, big-bodied targets. Give me the over on this. I wish you wouldn't have asked me because was. I don't want you guys to just copy me, but it is what it is. Yeah, no, he's just such a mismatch. I saw PFF College put out today that he ranks number one in all of college football in uh, receivers' grades in one-on-one -on -one situations. I don't know how many of those he'll get, but when you saw what Micah Pittman did last week and you have the threat of a Pokey Wilson to do span, I think he's going to get uh, at least one or two one-on-ones. If it happens in the red zone, this might be like the mid-2000s, just throw it up to Greg Carr. Uh, I think he scores, Harley. Yeah, like how can you not? I mean, how easy was that touchdown last week? You literally just threw it up and it was done. I mean, you got to repeat that, so I'm going to go over. All right, next one. So NC State over under 55% third down conversion rate there at 45% on the season. This killed Florida State last week against Wake Forest. I'm going to take the under and say maybe they learned something. I might look foolish here uh, if we hop on Saturday night, TJ, for a, a late night instant. Um, I, I think I'll take the uh, the under with a little bit of faith in Florida State's defense here. Harlan, what do you think? Yeah, after being at the game last week, I'm going to have to go over. Uh, I'll go ahead and say I got FSU winning this game, but I think I have to go over here. You're not allowed to pick FSU in this game. Only Ed's allowed to pick us. Sorry, dog. I don't care if you pick us or not. Like, you're not going to – on the edit, man, you're, you're out. That's fine. Um, I got – yeah, I got over. I, I don't have a ton of confidence in it. I think it'll be better than last week, but I got it's 55%. I got over. Yeah, it's, it's going to come down to winning first down because if it's third and four, it's it's going to be an easy over all day, right? Yeah. Um, it, number 88, guys, 0 0.5 field goal attempts to, in this matchup, not including PATs. Worth noting, he has been splitting reps in practice this week. Uh, so I'll, I'll go with uh, – I'll start it here. 
if we do attempt a field goal, we may just say, you know, screw it and go for it on every fourth down. I think we see someone different. I think we see the walk-on. I'm going to take the under on this one. Uh, Harlan. I think it would have happened by now, to be honest with you. So I'm going to go with the over. Um, yeah, I'll take the over here. I think that he'll attempt at least one. And, you know, if, if he makes it, he'll continue to attempt them. If he misses one in this game, then, then that'll, that'll be the end of it. But, uh, yeah, I'll go over. Man, let's go to a, a bright spot on our defense, not just this year, but last year as well. We haven't uh, involved him yet, so I want to bring Kayla Delochin here. Six and a half tackles. Um, TJ, go ahead. Six and a half. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll go. Let's see what he did against Wake. Did you look this up, like all of this stuff? Like this is a tough one that I probably should have like so actually done. I'll go, I'll go first research. here. I'll, I think I'm going to take the over just because of what I said earlier. I do think NC State tries to test up, up the middle early, and it's kind of be up to, you know, Bethune, Deloach, and, and Gaynor potentially. Maybe Jamie Robinson sneaking down to, to get those tackles. So I think he has a chance to get, you know, three or four early tackles in the game before the game plan potentially changes for NC State. So I'll, I'll take the over and say he gets seven or more. Harlan, go ahead Why TJ does his uh, last-minute research here. Yeah, so talking to the NC State guy about an hour ago, um, they had a wide receiver targeted 17 times against Clemson. Um, if you shut that one wide receiver down, it looks like they're going to run the ball a lot. So I see him getting more than this total here. I'm going to go over. In the last two games, he's only had, I'm sorry, against Wake and Boston College, he's only had five tackles each. Um, Awake and Louisville, sorry, against Boston College, uh, he did have seven. But I also think that Boston College is running more. What is it? Six and a half? Six and a half, sir. I'll go under by a half. I love Kalen. I this is not a slam on him. I just I'm trying to pick up points here, Kalen. So please prove me wrong. I'd love for you to be at eight or nine. I need less Jamie Robinson tackles this week. Um, so yeah, give me uh, give me give me under by a half. I got him getting a six. If he gets half a sack, though, I'm gonna be pissed because right, half good. a sack still counts as a tackle. So yeah. Um, and we'll, ha we'll have our midseason update next week before we do the mate equal uh, pick six. But I'm excited. It's, it's a close one still. I don't know the, <laughs> the most recent uh, score, but through four games, it was very close. Well, hopefully I've taken a big lead and I got them all right last week, but I doubt it. Uh, I want to tell you guys about Doug Rohan and Rohan Law. They've been our game preview sponsors all season. Doug and his fam – Doug Law – Rohan Law specializes in injury cases. If you've been hurt in a wreck or slip and fall, Rohan Law and the, are the Knowles you need. Doug and his wife, Julia, are former marching chiefs. Doug graduated from FSU's law school. And just like we enjoy talking strategy for the Knowles to win on Saturday, Doug and his team will come up with a winning strategy for your case. Call them today at 850-99-Knowles. Again, best phone number of all time, 850-99-NOLES to review your case for free. If you don't need them today, still give them a follow on YouTube and on Twitter. It's at Rohan Law PC. They will be your best friends on your worst day. And we would like to welcome in, Harlan, if you'll bring him in, Mike Glennon on the Rohan Law Extra Sauce guest segment. Mike, how's it going, my man? I'm doing good, TJ. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for coming back and hanging out with us. People really liked your, uh, really liked your uh, FSU commentary, but we talked about this the last time. Something they didn't like was coming up on the 10-year anniversary of when we played you guys in Raleigh, um, I don't want to spend too much time on this because, like, literally everybody in here will just leave. But talk to us just really quickly about 
that I, it's going to hurt listening to this, but like that last drive, driving down the field, getting the touchdown with almost no time left against uh, yeah. a team that was ranked it pretty was high that year. To have all those fourth down conversions, couple plays almost intercepted at the end, and then that very last play. It felt like it was a movie in slow motion. When I let go of the ball, I don't remember what defense line, but he got his hand up. And I swear, like, talking about a game of inches, it couldn't have been more than an inch from his fingers, but somehow it got through. Um, but, you know, Florida State still gets bragging rights. They went on to the ACC championship. They went on to the Orange Bowl. But I am left with a pretty good memory. Now, Florida State fans have – I've literally gotten two texts since, just since you've been talking and it said – I'm still upset. We'll just edit it for, <laughs> uh, for TV and say uh, from somebody who was there in 2012, I'm, I'm still upset. So you, uh, you scarred these people, but uh, no, I appreciate you for hanging out. Appreciate you for coming on and, and chatting with us. Um, NC state coming off a tough physical game against Clemson. Um, how, you know, I know that you're pretty close with a lot of the, you know, the ACC stuff. You follow them pretty closely. Can you talk to us just about what you kind of expect from them Maybe a little bit from a health-wise standpoint, but also just from a mentality standpoint coming off of a, a really tough emotional loss against Clemson. Yeah, that was a, a to- really tough and emotional loss because so much of this year was about winning the ACC championship. They have, I believe, 17 guys that came back, and I know their goal was was to win the ACC championship. Now that they lost to Clemson, I don't see Clemson losing two more games, so it, it's almost – down the drain, those hopes and dreams of of making it to that ACC championship game. So how do they respond to that? You know, do they feel bad for themselves? Do they sulk? Or do they say, hey, this is an opportunity that we could still go win 11 games. We can go win 10 games. And Florida State has a ton to play for. They haven't played Clemson yet. So in my mind, this is a must win for Florida State. And NC State needs to realize that because uh, it's a good team coming into town. Both teams coming off tough losses. And uh, they're going to get their best from, from Florida State because, like I said, I, I think it's a must-win for this Florida State program if you know to get to the ACC championship. Yeah, Mike, thanks for joining us. And if any of you guys have questions for Mike, feel free to hit the chat, hit the super chat. Looking at you, Harlan, or excuse me, Hunter, one of our biggest fans, who's an NC State fan, actually, Mike. Um, but before I ask you about your quarterback, I, I gotta know, did you ever go grab a beer with that shirtless guy that was waving his shirt in the end zone at the end of the game? <laughs> I didn't, but uh. I do another NC State podcast called Pack Therapy, and we're having him on the show tomorrow. So that's epic. Uh, I'm gonna check it out. I'm gonna check it out. Yeah, that's epic. Uh, so looking at Devin Leary, the numbers don't really stand out a whole bunch this year compared to what we kind of thought heading into the season, right? He was thinking you know, potential ACC Offensive Player of the Year. Um, the defense has been stout, but the offense is, is still figuring some things out. It sounds like. Uh, what's it been with Leary in the offense? Is it just, uh, you know, a new play caller, first time play caller? Is he just not getting in the rhythm? You know, what, what, what's kind of going on there right now? It's been a few things. So I, I would start with, I think he came in with a lot of preseason hype. He, he was the preseason ACC player of the year. So I think he felt like I have to live up to this expectation. I have to make the big play. He just needs to let the the big play come to him and just take the easy completion. And he did that last week against Clemson. The numbers might not show, but he actually played pretty well in that game. They were just a little overmatched on the defensive line and some of the the playmakers. But Devin played well last week. And the other thing along those lines is that they're missing Emeka Mezzi. 
Last year, Mecca Mezzi was their leading receiver. He was Devin's go-to guy. It felt like at times he forced him the ball, but Mecca would come down with it. So Thayer Thomas has stepped up a lot this year. Devin Carter has done some good things, the other receiver, but they're still kind of missing that, that go-to void on the outside. Thayer Thomas is more on the inside. Um, and there's been times they've struggled against getting open versus man coverage. So part of it's been on Devin. Part of it's been a, a result of, of the guys around him as well. Yeah, and, and I'm sure – I know you watch a ton of ACC film. You you probably saw Wake really dominate Florida State, especially in the interior of our defensive line last week. Obviously not having Fabian Lovett's a huge blow, and he will not be back this week. Uh, is NC State going to look to maybe get the ground game going right up the gut? Because it, it'd be hard not to after watching the, you know that Wake Forest tape from last week. Yeah, they definitely are because they want to be a balanced offense. They don't want to be a team that throws it around as much as a team like Wake Forest typically does. Like they did, you know, like Wake Forest did against Clemson. They want to be pretty balanced. And there was a big question mark coming into this season about the running back situation. But they have two guys at running back, Jordan Houston and Deme, Deme Sumo Carbang, I believe is how you pronounce his name. Uh, it's kind of their two guys, and, and they can run the ball. And, and after watching that tape last week of Wake Forest really doing a good job running the ball, I think NC State's going to make that a point of emphasis that, that they're going to want to, um, like you said, attack that interior, a lot of inside zone. Um, and I would expect them to, you know, have, have a lot of, of run plays to go along with Devin Carter. Kind of Florida State at times this year has been kind of hit and miss in the red zone. Can you talk to us about NC State in the red zone? They they haven't been spectacular there and they've had a little bit of trouble. But um, what do you kind of attribute that to? What do you what are your thoughts on NC State in the red zone and what, what's their ability to kind of like turn offensive that around? or defense? Offensively in the red zone. Okay. Um, I think again it's that kind of go to guy. They haven't had that guy that last year Omeka Mezzi was kind of the king of the back shoulder fade. And when they got down to that red zone, Devin was throwing it his way, back shoulder fade. It was felt like every week he was he was doing that. And we mentioned Thayer Thomas, he's really good, but he's more of a slot guy. So they don't have as much that guy on the outside um, to, to do that. Now Devin Carter can be that guy. He had a, a fade for a touchdown against UConn. But they need to do it. A lot of their numbers have come against UConn and Charleston Southern. Now it's time they need to do it against a team like Florida State, a power five school. So that would probably be the, the number one thing. I also know that they've had a few turnovers in the red zone. They had a running back that was going in against Texas Tech and the ball got punched out out of the back of the end zone. So little things like that probably, you know, may, may make that number seem a little bit more lopsided. I don't, I don't know exactly what the red zone percentage is. Um, but, you know, Florida State plays a lot of man coverage. So these NC State receivers are going to have to win on the outside. Um, Florida State defensively um, is pretty banged up up front, like Richie talked about. But when we look at North Carolina State's defense, it's pretty good. And Florida State couldn't get much going up against them last year. FSU has a banged up offensive line right now. You and I talked in our quick little video about Jordan Travis, about him not using his legs as much. Do you think this might be a game where, because of the injuries on the offensive line, because of how good North Carolina State is up front, that he might have to get around the edge at times and, and try and move with his legs? Yeah, I almost think it's gotten to the point where he's not running enough. Like, it is an asset to him. He's really good at it. So, although you don't want him running as much as he did last year, 
I don't know the exact number, but I think he had over 100 carries last year. Like, I don't think you want your quarterback carrying the ball 10 times a game, but I don't see what's wrong with, you know, five times a game or so. Some of those may be design runs. Some of those may be him keeping it uh, uh, when a play breaks down in the drop back game. Um, but NC State does have a good defense, so they're going to be keyed into him. Um, they have a really good run defense, but they also do a good job on the back end and coverage. So Florida State is going to have their work cut out for them because uh, NC State's defense is one of the best in the ACC. Probably outside of Clemson, they may be the best defense in the conference. Yeah, top 20 against the run in the past nationally. Definitely not something to get excited about with a beat-up Florida State offense. But one really bright spot that, that's come to Florida State in this offseason was the transformation of our wide receiver room, right? Bringing in guys like Johnny Wilson, Micah Pittman, Deuce Span. It, it's Pokey Wilson has elevated his game because of it. How does Florida State's receivers stack up to some of the guys you guys have played against early on in the season? Because I, I look at a guy like Johnny Wilson in the red zone, and, and that's a nightmare for anybody. I don't care who you are. Yeah, Florida State has some really good ones. So is that what Ontario Wilson, is that what they call him, Pookie? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Good enough. Good enough. Um, but yeah, those Florida State receivers are going to cause problems. And one of the things to look for in this game is whether the the corner, the nickelback for NC State's Tyler Baker Williams plays. He's missed the last two games. He's probably their best cover guy. So I think that they're really going to want to have him back because I think that could be a, a phenomenal matchup between him and Johnny Wilson. Sometimes they put Johnny in the inside, throw that big box fade to him. First game of the season it was actually, I think, the second play of the, of the game against ECU. Tyler Baker Williams had the exact same thing, a big box fade thrown on him. He intercepts it. So um, those, those receivers are, are going to be tough to handle. But like you said, NC State's been pretty good against the pass. And they go they went against those Clemson receivers last week, and, and they got some guys on, on, on the outside as well. They got uh, Joseph Ngata, um, Bo Collins, Antonio Coleman, I believe his name is. So they, they got some dudes, too, and they, they actually held up pretty well against Clemson, although Clemson ran away with it at the end. That first half, NC State's defense was looking pretty good. So it's going to be a good matchup. I think these teams stacked up pretty well against each other, two, two teams that just – I feel like it's kind of strength on strength, NC State's defense versus Florida State's offense. I think it's going to be a good matchup. And then the last thing I wanted to ask you about was uh, the atmosphere at Carter Finley, because, I mean, it's been a house of horrors for Florida State fans going back to when I was a kid in the 90s, it feels like. Um, how different is that atmosphere when it's a night game, when you have a Florida State or a Clemson coming to town versus, you know, Wake Forest or someone? Because as a player, I'm just curious, was a locker room that much different? I know you guys try to treat every game the same. But when that gold helmet with the spear walks in, I, I got to think there's a little extra juice in that NC State locker room, especially for a night game. There definitely is. Any night game at Carter Finley Stadium is going to be a great environment. And, and Carter Finley, honestly, is, is a good environment all the time. We, we do a good job on the stands, and the fans are into it. But like you said, a night game, Florida State, I mean, I give you guys credit. I remember the first time playing against you guys, seeing that scarlet and gold helmet. I mean, it, it's pretty cool to go against. Um so NC State fans, I think they take pride in this game almost because, like you said, it's it's been a uh, a lot of times over the last years, at least since I was there. I mean, even when Christian Ponder played there, we played him on a Thursday night, we beat him, and then obviously the game we talked about. But more recent games, I think NC State fans are kind of aware of this. I don't really call it rivalry, but they're aware of this Florida State game at Carter Finley. 
they're going to play a role in it. And it's, it's going to be loud and it's going to be a great environment. Yeah, I got to get there one year for that. It just seems like such a fun game to be at. Yeah. Um, the sp- I don't know how much you do. I don't know if you follow any of the betting lines and stuff, but the spread for this game opened up at like five and a half, and it's all the way down to three right now um, on the Caesar Sportsbook. I, you know, I, I know a lot of that's determined on like, you know, public betting and lines move, and I get that. But to me, it was a little surprising that Florida State, you know, got, you know, the, the spread went, a, uh, what, a difference of 17 the wrong way. They were a seven-point favorite and lost by 10 last week. Uh, does this surprise you a little bit that it's getting closer there? And maybe I'll let you spin that into uh, what do you expect to happen on Saturday night? What do you well, kind of predict I think to it's happen? A, it's going to be a, a pretty fair matchup from a – if it was at a neutral site, I think this game would be about a, an even spread. So you give the home field advantage. You know, it's probably about three points. I, I, I think it's – you know, I'm not saying that NC State's going to cover or necessarily they're, they're going to win. I think it's going to be a, a really good matchup. But – I don't, I don't see that as being disrespectful for Florida State. I mean, NC State is the number, what are they, 14 in the country right now? Sure. I mean, um, and, and you hit on those defensive numbers, top 20 against the rush and pass. To me, it's going to be how do they respond to that, after that Clemson loss? Does it feel like the season's over with, or do we have a lot to play for? We have a really good team coming into Florida State. I mean, like you said, it's Florida State. I mean, this is like – you know, maybe the guys there now kind of think of Clemson as like the the big school. To me, it was Florida State. So um, I think these guys are aware of it, but we'll see. You know, if, if they show up on Sunday or Saturday, um, ready to go. Mike Glennon, where can people people are really liking your film breakdowns that they see on social media? If you guys aren't aware, Mike, can you tell people where they can follow you, where they can find your work, um, yeah, what you what you have Mike going, and all that. Glennon. I'm hoping to do more Florida State ones. Like I said, you guys are, are a great fan base. Um, definitely get more hits when it's the Florida State. But last week, unfortunately, I, there just wasn't there wasn't like anything in, yeah, in particular. Wasn't a lot of good. Like, I, I can't just go <laughs> well, hopefully, yeah. yeah, hopefully we give you a I'll lot be, this I'll week. Be fair. They have a good play against NC State. I have no problem giving them <laughs> good stuff, man. We, we really appreciate your time and appreciate you for hanging out, man. We'd love to have it back anytime, but appreciate you a ton for, for hanging yeah, out. Man. With I hope, are you coming again? I'm not. I'm not. I went, I, uh, I've gone like to five of the six games or four of the five games. And my wife's like, you got to take an off week. <laughs> like, you got to sit out. So two weeks, I'm going to try and I'm going to, or two years, I'm going to try and come to Raleigh in two years. So okay. do my best. Good deal. All right, guys. Take care. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, Mike. Mike Glennon, NFL quarterback. I remember when he got drafted to the Bucks. Um, I didn't dislike him as much, but I was like, oh, you had to draft that guy, right? NFL quarterback, former North Carolina State quarterback. Appreciate him for hanging out and chatting a little bit on the Rohan Law Extra Sauce guest segment. Uh, Rohan Law just gave away a pair of tickets to the Clemson game in the Champions Club, and now they're going to do the same with the second biggest game on the schedule, Florida. This is Black Friday night. This is crazy, but they're doing another giveaway. If you want to enter the contest for a pair of tickets to the Florida game in the Champions Club with a parking pass, be sure to text UFTIX, T-I-X. If you you do UF tickets, I'm sure they'll let you slide, but follow directions. UFTIX to 850-809-1906 for a chance to win two Champions Club tickets and a parking pass to the Florida State-Florida game last weekend in November. That is Black Friday weekend. 
We'll all be full of turkey and watching the Knolls beat up on this, some Gators. Um, if you enter to win the Clemson tickets, you do have to enter again. It's a new contest. But if you want to watch FSU beat UF on Friday night, text UFTix to 850-809-1906. Thanks to Rohan Law for making this happen for a couple of our listeners here on the show. Rohan Law, your best friend on your worst day. Richie, I wish we could win those because I sat up in the Champions Club again. Okay, so I sat up at the Champions Club this week and just sat inside the whole time. My kids were absolute hellions, sat in the club the entire time because just needed to uh, just needed to be in the AC with the cookies and stuff. Harlan, we got one down there. I'll let you hit it, and then we'll predict this. I hope we hear my, that Saturday night, TJ. Yeah, we need to update that sound. So shout out to Cinnabon 3. I think that's my guy Hunter uh, who hit on a bet, hit on his parlay this weekend. And so every time he hits on his parlay, he comes in and uh, and super chats us. So I need more of you guys to bet and more of you guys to be good at betting so you can super chat us like Hunter does. Hunter, thank you for the donation. I really do appreciate that. It helps keep us going. If you guys have any questions as we wrap up here tonight, any other thoughts, Richie and I and Harlan will do some predictions. But if you have any other thoughts, any other questions, any other comments, hit the Super Chat. We'll make sure that we mention them. If there's anything really, really good in there, we will get to it. Richie, let's do some predictions. Um, you can bring it, Harlan in real quick. Harlan, you can come hang. Um, Richie, you go first here. What are, your, uh, what are your thoughts, man? What do you think happens in this game? Yeah, like I said at the start of this show, it's just so hard to know. Um, I just feel like I, I'm not sure what's going to happen, but – just looking at everything, I, I, I do trust Alex Atkins and Mike Norvell to look at the film and not make the same mistakes offensively as they did against Wake Forest and, you know, get Jordan more involved. Even if he's not uh, running the ball, roll him out and, and just put some stress on this defense, right? I don't think we'll score a ton of points, but, you know, I, I think they have a, the ability to score enough to win defensively. It all comes down to stopping the run up the middle. If you can do that and keep them out of third and two, third and three, instead put them in third and eight, third and nine, you have a real chance because they've struggled throwing the ball. Harlan mentioned earlier, they have one receiver that had 17 targets last week alone. Who else do they have to throw the ball to? I just think Florida State has been, you know, it, it's never been easy up there. They've played spoiler, spoiler to us so many times. I think we turn the tables and play spoiler on them this week. I am going to pick Florida State 24, NC State 21, and Adian Shaharari kicks the game-winning field goal as time expires. Oh, God, you're so corny. Uh, I'll go I, – I think it's – I do think NC State is a slightly better team here. Um, I like the Knowles to keep this closer than Wake. I don't think they get – last week I kind of felt like we were embarrassed. And then we did fight back. So shout out to the team for fighting back. But I think that uh, we're in this one, excuse me, but I think Wake's just, I'm sorry, NC State's just a little bit better. And so I do think they find a way to win. Give me like, I'll, I'll go with exactly what the spread is, 27-24. We're in it the whole way. Just can't get that final score to uh, to win the game. So 27-24, NC State. Harlan? Yeah, y'all are both wrong. All right, listen, let's break this down. All right, NC State's played East Carolina, Charleston Southern, Texas Tech, and UConn and then lost to Clemson, a Clemson offense that hasn't been that impressive at all. The defense is ranked 15th in the country off that schedule. Congratulations. Um, I'm taking Florida State 35-20 uh, at Raleigh. I'm, I'm taking Florida State. I mean, I'm sorry. But 
You are bolder than I am. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. If you guys got a good... You're right, Harlan. We're all going to be on here at like midnight on uh, Saturday after that game, uh, just watching that Super Chat flow. I mean, did you hear Send. that schedule? That's terrible. I mean, come on. I like it. I like it. I think you're wrong, but I, I like it. Um, I just posted a link in the comments to tickets to the Florida State Clemson tailgate. This is a limited number. The stuff for New Orleans was wide open. We could have had 500 people there and felt like we did it sometimes. Um, this is a limited number. We can only have so many people at the tailgate. So go get your tickets now before we sell out. Once we sell out, we can't do walk-ups. We can't do additional people. It's a limited area that FSU literally limits how many people can come in. We're even going up over that a little bit. So go get your tickets. It's the FSU Clemson tailgate. Um, need to get them now. We sold a bunch of them today and uh, don't wait. I know you guys like to wait till the last minute on this stuff. But just trust me. That's not a, not a great, great idea. Uh, Richie final thoughts before we get out of here. Not many. I, I'm looking forward to this game. I, I'm really excited. I, I hate night games. You know this because I'm an old man. Because you're old. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And, but, yeah, I mean, it's it's a great, again, a great opportunity. I look at this almost like the LSU game. Only, man, I if we had a fully healthy team, and I get it, it's week six in college football, nobody's healthy. If we had a fully healthy team, I would have had a Harlem Tech prediction, but I just couldn't. But I still like us. I am wrong more often than you guys are on this show. And so that actually makes me feel good that uh, I predicted us to lose and you guys had us winning. So hopefully wrong again. Um, I, I, man, I am jealous right now of Hunter who's lighting up the chat and he's going to the game. Now I just want to go. I wonder how much trouble I would get in for asking that question. He's got a free Um, ticket where you just uh, hop on that. uh, Oh boy. No, it's not worth my marriage. So, all right. Appreciate you guys for hanging out. If you're watching right now, do us a favor. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the like button. We're going to have some content coming out both of the next two days, and then we'll do a reaction show, win or loss. I'll be home this week, so I can do a reaction show, do a reaction show on Saturday night, win or loss. We'll talk about the game. might be quick if it's a a loss, but uh, excited to get there and hang out. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for the super chat. Actually, just thank you, Hunter. For the super chat, um, Hunter Smith didn't hit our super chat today after talking all that big smack like he was going to. Uh, maybe next time we'll get one from Hunter. Thank you guys again for hanging out. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the thumbs up. Leave us a comment if you watch the replay. We'll talk to you guys soon. Go Knowles.